You are tuned in to Sacred Heart Catholic Church in Broussard, Louisiana. Let's catch up with Father Michael Delcom as he breaks open the readings for today. So as we... Um maybe grow in our fascination with the Bible. Maybe many of you are kind of diving in through small groups, Bible studies, Maybe we're looking at the Old Testament, maybe we're looking at the New Testament. Maybe you've been reading and studying the Bible for a while. You may notice that, um, at least some people notice this and they come to me and they ask, is it the same God in the Old Testament as it is in the New Testament? Because it seems like in the Old Testament, like God is fierce. He's like cutting people down. He's killing. He's like a warrior of destruction and he's just leading people into battle and he's cutting people's heads off. And here comes Jesus in the New Testament. He's, he's mild and meek and sweet and humble. Is it the same God? Good question. I'll maybe give you a different angle that you haven't thought about. I'll kind of flip the tables. In the Old Testament, we read about a story that God is trying to, he's trying to woo, he's trying to lure his people into relationship. And so God picks a particular people, the Israelites, a particular nation among other nations, and God wants to show everyone in the world how generous, how faithful, how protective he is. And so God chooses this people and he chooses to bless them. He chooses to show his favor upon them. And what God does, if you read, um, if you're curious, you can go to Deuteronomy uh, chapter 28. It talks about how God blesses his people. Victory and prosperity. The Lord will beat down before you all of your enemies. He will bless you with with riches. He will bless you with verdant pastures. He will bless you with fertility. He will bless you with the best of all things. And basically, all the nations will look at God's people and see how favorable their God is upon them by how much they have been blessed with. The best land, the best animals, the best crops. Through relationship with God, God was showing his people how faithful he was, how loving he was by all of the, the ways, the means in which he would bless them. Israel was the richest of the nations through God's favor. But yet here we have in the New Testament today, Jesus saying these words, blessed are you who are poor. Blessed are you who are now hungry. Blessed are you who are now weeping. Blessed are you when people hate you and when they exclude and insult you and denounce your name as evil on account of the son of man. Is this the same God? Seems like two different messages, no? Well, the God that, that I have come to know and love and the God who has come to know and love me knows me better than I know myself. 
And God has often in my life wooed me, attracted me by the way that he has provided for me. God has often showered me with beautiful things, good things, people in my life. He's overwhelmed me at how generous he is, how faithful he is. When I'm nervous or I'm anxious that is God going to be enough if I really give my life over to him? Is he really going to provide for me if I give everything up? God has showed up and given overwhelmingly more than I could have possibly imagined. And it's beautiful. It's good. It's I brag uh, to my friends a lot. I say, like, God loves me. Like, I don't want to be, like, prideful, but, like, my father loves me, like, more than all of you. Like, <laughs> like he just, he has this particular favor upon me. Like, he just loves to bless me. And I just go through the list of how he does it and how he does it and how he does it. But I do feel and I do sense and I do hear God moving me to a new space and a new place with him. Not that he is removing his favor from me, but that God is moving me to a place where I love him more than the blessings he gives me. Where I love him more than anything more than what people care and say about me, more than the things he can give me, more than the security that maybe a future of knowing where I'm gonna be and what I'm doing means. He wants me to love him more than anything and that's different. It's because God knows my heart and he knows your heart and our hearts are probably made pretty similar. And in the Old Testament, God knew that they were, his people were not gonna say yes to him unless he showed them that he would take care of them. He showered them with blessings. He showered them with abundance. All the nation said, who is this nation that they have a God so amazing that he would love them this way, protect them this way, fight for them this way? But in the New Testament, God in Jesus shows up. And what we are offered is not riches, gold, security, war. We are offered actually the greatest gift that God could possibly give us. Not anything that will be fickle or be tangent, gold, money, power, fortune, prestige. We're offered a person. We're offered God himself, and it is God who is our treasure. Scripture says, where your treasure is, there your heart will be, and God knows our heart, and God does not want us to settle for anything else. God doesn't want us to slip into a life where we seek his blessing over him who is the blessing, and so he says, blessed are those who are poor, not that he's elevating poor, poor people as something to aspire to. But he's saying those who have nothing are more able to receive me, who is the only thing, the one thing that's great. Blessed are those who are hungry. Because God knows our hearts and he knows when we are satisfied with worldly riches, when we're satisfied with just a good meal, we become content and we really don't want for anything else. And we really become lackadaisical and uninterested in the things of God. 
Because God might actually ask us to be uncomfortable and it's really nice to be comfortable. Those people who are hungry, they'll take anything. They're beggars. And But if we were like beggars with God, blessed are those who are weeping. Blessed are those who notice the needs of people around them and actually weep over the concern and care and, and brokenness of other people. People who are rich and people who have everything taken care of them, it's sometimes hard to notice other people around them because some people are just so constantly focused on their own life, their own future, their own security. What's gonna happen tomorrow? I wanna secure everything and I have blinders on. Nothing wrong with money. But God knows our hearts and he knows what can compete for him. Blessed are those when they hate you and they exclude you and they insult you and they denounce your name because of me. God knows how much our hearts can tend to love the affection of people. We want to be held in high esteem. We want people to say good things about us. And so very easily, we can compromise our morals. We can compromise our values. We can even compromise Jesus as our Lord and Savior and begin to worship the applause and the praise of other people. And he knows this. And he knows that we can sell our heart for things that will give us nothing in return. And in the end of our life, they can't save us. So he preaches these beatitudes. Does it mean that God doesn't want to bless us? Not at all. What it means is God has blessed us and given us the greatest gift that he doesn't want us to compromise. Jesus. That is God's blessing. That is the ultimate blessing that no God, no foreign gods can ever claim to come down from heaven and be among us. He says, for those who are blessed, for those who see Jesus as the one blessing, who hold on to him and are willing to give up everything, their reward will be great in heaven. I don't know why you follow Jesus. I don't know why you believe in him. The early disciples whom Jesus called, they were probably thinking the same thing. Why? Why would we follow this man? Why would we leave everything? Why would we leave our nets? Why would we leave our livelihood? Why would we leave our, our wives? Don't comment on that. Why would we leave our kids in the back, right? Why would we leave all of this to follow this man? Why? What's in it for us? We might actually die and lose our life. And Jesus says, you are blessed. How many of the prophets, how many in the Old Testaments long to see what you see but did not see it? And Peter says, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of everlasting life. We've left everything. We've come to believe that you are worth it, that you are the blessing from God that is worth giving up anything. Dear friends, I just invite us to pray this week about Jesus being the one gift from God that is worth selling everything to follow. 
Jesus is not interested in blessing us with anything that will take our heart away from him. He loves us too much.